Introductory Note When our Teutonic ancestors migrated to Britain from the continent of Europe, they brought with them the heroic songs in which their minstrels were accustomed to celebrate the deeds of their kings and warriors. In section 16 of Beowulf, will be found a short description of the recitation at a feast of this kind of lay. Perhaps as early as the 7th century of our era, after the introduction of Christianity, an unknown poet gathered material from these lays and composed the epic of Beowulf. Besides the stories, he took from the older songs their metrical form and many features of style, but how far he retained their actual language there is no longer any means of knowing. A good deal of comment and reflection he must have added, and the structure of the epic is certainly due to him. He did not sing or chant to a harp as his predecessors in the treatment of this material had done, he wrote a book to be read. Beowulf, is thus not folk song, but belongs to a much more conscious and developed stage of art than the popular ballad. The exploits narrated in the poem belong to the life of Germanic peoples before they crossed the North Sea, and at least one of the characters can be identified with a historical personage. Heijlak was the Danish king Chocolaicus, who was killed in a raid into the countries near the mouth of the Rhine, not far from 520 AD, and as he was the uncle of Beowulf, this fixes approximately the date for the historical prototype of our hero. But the events of the poem are legendary, not historic. The fights with monsters and dragons, which occupy so much of the poem, are clear evidence of the large extent to which the marvels of popular tradition had attached themselves to figures whose historical identity had already become shadowy. Some scholars have even tried to interpret the persons and events of the poem as mythology, and while one cannot deny that mythical elements may have become interwoven, yet the poet believed his hero to be thoroughly human, and his foes to be such ghosts and monsters as are still believed in by the peasantry in many parts of Europe. From Professor Gummier's translation, which preserves with great skill the essential metrical features of the original, accent and alliteration, one can get a good idea of the rhythmic vigor of the Old English. The translation is made from the solitary text which has come down to us, a manuscript of the 10th century, now in the British Museum. Although, as has been said, the chief materials of the poem must have come from the continent, much of the detail giving a picture of life at an old Germanic court is likely to have been drawn from the England of the writer's own day. Beowulf thus comes to have, in addition to its interest as the earliest extended imaginative work extant among the Teutonic peoples, a special value for the light it throws on the culture and ideals of character prevalent during the first centuries of the English occupation of Britain.